So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. I am beyond excited. I was just telling my wife right before I said, I am really excited for this one. And it's because of this amazing, amazing man you are about to meet. Oh, I cannot wait to share him with you. Colonel Waldo Waldman. He is an amazing, amazing man. And I cannot wait to get into some stories with him. A uh, former fighter pilot served uh, our country. And thank you so much for doing so. And uh, he has been in combat miss missions. I can't imagine what stories he has to tell. But he has taken himself from the combat world into the career world. And that means in the business world. And we're going to really dive deep tonight. Oh, this is going to be fun. The Mind Body Business Show. What is that all about? Well, in my now 56 years on this planet, I spent about the last 10 or so uh, just focused on successful people, trying to understand and figure out what it is that made them more successful than, say, me. And after being with mentors, like actual real mentors that I worked with for several years and reading books and meeting some of those authors, reading books of other authors who are no longer with us and just studying successful people in general, I started seeing patterns develop. They kept trickling to the top, you know, bubbling up. And those three patterns you might figure out are part of the name of this very show, Mind. And that is each and every one to a person had developed a rock solid, positive, and most importantly, flexible mindset. And then there's body. Each and every one of them also took great care of themselves, both nutritionally and exercise. So they took care of themselves from the inside and out. And then business. Business is multi multifaceted. And what each of these successful people had done and mastered the, the various areas, the various skill sets that are necessary to not only create a thriving business, but to maintain and ever increase that business. And those are skill sets like marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, uh, uh, leadership. The, it just goes on and on and on. The list goes on forever. The good news is that no one person, i.e. you, needs to become a master at all of those skill sets. You really only need one of those that I already mentioned. Once you've mastered that one skill set, you can then branch out into the others. And that one skill set is leadership. Perfect, because of the gentleman you are about to meet. That is his forte. That is what he does, what he trains uh, corporations and entrepreneurs and business people in the area of leadership. And I cannot wait to dive deep into that. So once you have mastered that skill of leadership, you can then delegate to others who have the skill sets already developed in those other areas. Uh, because here, look, it's gonna take more than a lifetime to master every skill set necessary if one person, if it were up to one person. And so that's the good news. Uh, another thing about very successful people that I found is they are all to a person very very avid readers. And with that, I like to segue very quickly into a segment I affectionately call bookmarks. 
Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. There you see ReachYourPeakLibrary.com and a real quick word of advice. And that is instead of going off and clicking and looking for these resources while the show is going live, instead, maybe take out that good old fashioned piece of paper and that writing instrument that goes with it, a pen or a pencil, and instead write this down, write this resource down. And then when Colonel Waldman comes on, we're going to have a lot more resources to jot down. So that way you don't miss a thing because I would really hate it for you to miss one golden nugget from this man because here's the thing, the magic happens in the room. Stay with us to the end, take notes, whether it's on paper, whether it's on notepad on your computer, whatever your, your means, but keep with us and get the most out of this because this is about my guest expert, this is not about me. And he brings great value to the show. Reach Your Peak Library. What is that all about? That is a website I literally had put together with you in mind. Who are you? Entrepreneurs, business people that are looking to take it to the next level of success, whatever that is for you. And what I did was over the course of the last 10 years or so, I began cataloging all of the books that I had read that had profound impact on me, either in business life or personal life or both. And so now you can go to a list that's at least vetted by one other successful person and have a higher likelihood of getting a good read in, one that will have positive impact on your life. And speaking of positive impact on your life, no more, no more teasing. It is time to bring on our guest expert. Here we go. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Colonel Waldo Waldman. Yes. Yeah, Brian. Oh, I tell you, I, I am not kidding, uh, Colonel Waldman. I was so excited so excited for this this to finally come up and i know uh you know we had a little hiccup in the road we were going to do this on a day that probably would not have been a good day prior to this and that was election day i don't think we would have got much uh interaction or viewership and i'm glad that we we delayed it here until now and i so appreciate you taking out the time on your busy schedule to be here with us to share your wisdom and uh i'm going to formally introduce you here in just a moment before we do let's get some Let's get some bookkeeping out of the way real quick. Now, if you're struggling with putting on a live show together and uh, it's overwhelming and you want a lot of processes done for you and all this while still being able to put on a high quality show and connect with great people and grow your business all at the same time, then I invite you to head over to carpetbombmarketing.com. That's carpetbomb marketing where you saturate the marketplace with your message. And one of the key components that's actually contained in the Carpet Bomb Marketing courses, this is one you'll learn how to absolutely master, is the very service we use to stream our live shows right here on the Mind Body Business Show. And over the course of the past nine years, we've tried many of those quote unquote TV studio solutions for live streaming. And StreamYard is the best of the best. It combines supreme ease of use along with unmatched functionality Start streaming high quality professional looking live shows for free. And you can do that right now 
visit the website. You see it on the screen at RYP, that stands for Reach Your Peak, RYP.im forward slash stream live. Now, let's get to the man of the hour, Lieutenant Colonel Waldo Waldman is a Hall of Fame leadership keynote speaker, executive coach, and author of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, Never Fly Solo. His branding is immaculate, ladies and gentlemen, so pay, pay attention to that. Take notes. Known as the wingman, he's an Air Force Academy graduate, combat decorated fighter pilot, and expert in resilience, courage, and helping others accelerate performance in changing environments. I mean, if anyone knows how to do this, you're looking at him and it, it, it's this guy over here. It's that guy. His clients include, listen to this, Marriott, American Express, Verizon, the Denver Broncos football team, and he's been featured on CNN, Fox News, Magaz uh, Inc. Magazine, and the Harvard Business Review. Finally, formally, welcome to the show, my man, Colonel Waldo Waldman. Great to see you, Brian. I've oh, been so looking forward to this and I love to learn about, you know, what your past experiences are, especially transitioning from not even a corporate world, but a government world, which might even be more restrictive and more stringent than a corporate world into the entrepreneurial space. And for me, I've always, I've, what I've learned is the first word of this show is mind and mindset. It all starts up here. And I always love to peel away the onion and find out what's going on in that big, beautiful brain of yours, Waldo, that got you where you are today and keeps propelling you farther forward. So for you, when you get up in the morning, knowing that there are challenges to meet each and every day as an entrepreneur, we know it's not easy. All of us know this. When you know that you're about to face all these challenges every single day and you just continue to crush it. For you, what is it that's going through your mind when you say, get up and start your day to get you going and drive through and power through another day? You just said it just then, a challenge, right? Some people are intimidated by challenge. Others welcome it. Uh, challenge for me was the reason why uh, I chose to go to the Air Force Academy uh, when I could have went to almost any other school. I, I, I wanted a challenge. I, didn't, I always wanted to fly jets. I wasn't sure about flying fighters until I went to the academy and then saw the jets and learned about them. But I always wanted to be in an environment where I was challenged. It's something inside of me, maybe... Growing up with a twin brother, being competitive, having a, a demanding parent, which which there are some negatives to that, but in many ways there were great things to that. So, I thrive on challenge, and I love to be dependable. When somebody says, "Can I depend on you?" That's what really the basis of Wingman and Never Fly Solo is about. So, being welcome, being welcoming to challenges is a very very important thing for any peak performer because life will be very dreadful and you will suffer if you do not embrace challenges and enjoy the journey and sometimes the scars that happen both both mentally and physically when you when you take them on. Well, and I couldn't agree more about, you know, life would be kind of dull if we didn't have these da daily challenges. If you didn't have anything in front of you to to solve or overcome, that's not a life to me anymore. And it uh, sounds like it's the same for you. Thank you, 3DI Marketing, for coming in and saying hello. And Chris DeFelis, I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. That's interesting. His picture isn't coming through there, but thank you for coming on. We look forward to having you all comment, ask questions as we go through. And yeah, 
Uh, that's the thing. I always I ask this question often, uh, Waldo, where I say, look, if you were to actually reach that ceiling, that th there was this mythical ceiling and you reached it in, in business and in life and you could not go any farther, you're done. You've hit the top. What would that feel like when there's no more room for progression? Well, well, it goes back to the challenge and also realizing that part of the challenge that I think when you really become more altruistic and reach a certain peak, right, is the byproduct of your success. Who are you helping? Who are you coaching? Who are you impacting? So you may have a, a mindset ceiling or a ceiling on your business and career, but then it's time to now move your hand down and lift people up, right? You can keep grab into the top, right? And, you know, seeking, you know, on the ladder of life, you got to have a hand up. I always say reach one or two rungs up, not too far up, but then, and, and ask for help with honor, but then have a hand down and say, who, who can I really impact? And I think in that sense, and I coach a lot of leaders who kind of have this, you know, that they see in the, they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and they're losing that drive and ambition. Now the, the elevation is seeking others you can help finding a way to impact, be it your family. I've got a nine and a half year old running around right now, um, getting them soccer coaching. I love spending time <laughs> with him. Uh, I, I've got family members. My mom's 86. She's in a hospital now. My sister's there helping her out. So I'm spending a lot of my time showing my success, not necessarily, not necessarily in business, but impacting my family in a positive way and maybe coaching somebody a young 24-year-old kid. I got some of them on LinkedIn that I've been helping out. Nothing in return, nothing that I'm going to Facebook or post a LinkedIn a, a comment about, just giving. And that also is what helps elevate your mindset when you're facing challenge because sometimes we got to get out of this damn noggin that's holding us back and give to others, especially as we're going through COVID-19 uh, and, and, and meeting a lot of people who are, who are struggling and the in the dungeon of despair and paralyzed to take action. You are the epitome of the person I love to have on the show. You, you just completely encapsulated right there. That was phenomenal because here's the thing. A lot of people, uh, I don't know if we'll go too deep into the media side of things, but media has set up, you know, painted a picture of anyone that is successful or wealthy as a negative right. person, as a bad thing. And the interesting thing is, having done this show now for over two years and one prior to this for another two years with a lot of successful entrepreneurs, nothing could be farther from the truth than what the media is portraying successful people to right. be, to look like, to act like right. they act and they are like what you just described you are. And I salute you, my man, because, ah, if this is one of my missions is to get the word out by this show, by letting people understand that the true successful people are the ones that love to serve. And those that are watching media are saying, oh, those wealthy people, they just got you know handed this and, and they have this negative uh, emotion toward them. In fact, mine's the opposite. I want you, Colonel Waldo Waldman, to exponentially grow your wealth. I mean, insanely, because I know that as you do that, you will use part of that or a good portion of it to scale and serve more people like you yeah. just described. Yeah. And it's about freedom, the freedom to make your choices, hopefully right choices. Mm -hmm. The freedom did, you know, one of my favorite quotes and I, I didn't make it up, but it's when you sip from the fountain, don't forget who dug the well. 
And so a lot of people in our lives have dug our well for us. And part of our responsibility, it's not just about our motivation and our passion. It's about our responsibility. You know, when I flew in combat, it wasn't just about flying the jets, jumping in the plane. I had wings on my chest. I had wingmen, men and women, depending on me. I had a responsibility to go out and kick some butt and to know my aircraft and to hit the target. And as business people, as successful people, provided we have the right intentions, provided that we're honorable, we have a responsibility to pay it forward, to dig our own well sometimes, and then to, and to, to, to make sure we're helping others dig their well. And uh, once again, you know, look, look, at, look at what people post on social media. And once in a while, I'm going to share some great stuff that I'm doing, you know, where I'm going, I'm traveling, I got some great clients. But there are others who are always posting about how great they are. The most philanthropic people, the most kind-hearted, loving people, uh, you know, su successful people, most of them aren't sharing all of their great things that they're doing or sharing their story. There's one guy I was reading, former military guy. I read his post the other day, really nice guy, but he spent like 12 paragraphs telling all the great things that he's doing and all his background and his sufferings and blah, blah, blah. Like it's the sense of insecurity that we have to share all our successes. Just do it. And what you seek, you shall find. What you give, you shall get in return. And that's that's what's beautiful about life. And the more I live it, it's 52 years old, the more I honor and respect and really look up to successful people that may not have the money in their wallets, but mm -hmm. the honor, the character, the embodiment of the American spirit that we just celebrated last week for Veterans Day. That to me, Brian, is true success. And it's not based on your wealth in dollars, it's based on the wealth and impact that you make often behind the scenes, doing honorable things for your community. And that's what I think truly defines success. And to get there, you need freedom, right? You need the time. To get there, you got to sacrifice and sweat, and build a business, build relationships, overcome some hurdles, get your butt shot down in the process. Just like a lot of people that may be watching this, we're going to struggle. We're going to we're going to get shot down a little bit just to build that resilience to get back up and stay focused on the prize, build the freedom, pay it forward, and uh, make the pie a lot bigger for people to eat on. Mm. Amen. I mean, goodness. Chris says, the thing I took away from Waldo was how to be a better and successful friend to others. Being a wingman to your friends is what makes life better. So true. And then Marty Grunder, thanks for coming on. Push it up, Waldo. Good job. You look good for 52. And yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Marty is a great friend of mine. We both had the same, have the same birthday, the exact same day. Uh, uh, we were at a conference. He hired me to, to speak at his conference. He's great in the landscaping industry. By the way, Save a Tree just reached out, Marty. I want to talk to you about that. They got a program in January. I'm hopefully, hopefully going to get the, the program. But Marty, the consummate, honorable entrepreneur, speaker, landscape professional. He's got a program called ACE as well. Um, mm. But he and I are very good friends. And, and, and part of success is knowing your limitations and weaknesses and being able to call out to someone for help. Mm. You see, Marty knows that I could call him any day of the week and he can call me any day of the week, take off his mask and say, Wallow, I'm messing up. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm deflated. I'm getting shot down. I'm running out of fuel. Kick my butt. Lift me up. Put put me straight, uh, and that relationship is based on 
the, you know, open, honorable conversations and mutual respect. And, and I respect him uh, tremendously. And he's somebody that I consider a good friend. And I'm, I'm thankful that he's watching this program because uh, he just uh, kicked some buttons. Sorry about the loss of your friend, too, Marty. I read that post yesterday. Seemed like a great guy. And and you just, you know, sealed another thing, which is, you know, the importance of true relationships, not just superficial ones where, well, we're friends on Facebook, but we've never met and we don't actually talk on any kind of basis other than typing back and forth on posts, maybe a DM here or two. Uh, and a lot of people have lost sight, uh, entrepreneurs lost sight of the importance of that personal touch of one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, it takes more time, uh, but it's it's a vital component in any business or personal relationship, you, you must have those personal connections. Is that you gotta something? Invest. Yeah, you got to invest. There's a lot of cursory yeah. and, and, and haphazard relationships. People, you know, you see it on LinkedIn all the time. Hey, I'm really looking to get to know you. And uh, hey, you have a couple couple seconds, you know, can, uh, can we get on a quick chat? No, I don't have time for a quick chat, right? You have time because you're seeking me out. And I'm being a little bit facetious here because I built great relationships with people. I, I spent $10,000 on my website, Jordan Howard. Look him up on LinkedIn. Great guy. Built my website. I love this guy. He's honorable. He seeked me out on LinkedIn, made a customized message, shot a video sharing how he can help me with my website, researched, put in the time, sweat. He didn't take the LinkedIn contact for granted. And he earned me the he earned the right to give me to for me to give him five more minutes. But don't pick people's brains, massage their cranium, you know? Don't ask for a quick chat. Provide a solution because you did some legwork up front to nurture the relationship, hopefully get some business, but true authentic relationships, because you really want to learn about what somebody else does, their success stories, or how you can really help them is a byproduct of hard work. And I think people are lazy loafers. They use social media as a quick cursory, you know, instant access to people. Yep. But we're bombarded, right? Right, Brian? We're bombarded way too much. Take the time to nurture those relationships, just like I've done with Marty and with Chris. I think he saw me speak. I think he's with uh, with a food, uh, performance food group or Reinhardt Food Service. I can't remember. Uh, but you can build a relationship and nurture one through words, right? You can have a pen pal on LinkedIn or Facebook, but then there's a time like you inferred to pick up the phone, let's connect, let's do a Zoom call, let's look eye to eye. And as you can tell on this call, especially as we get more used to video, staring at that camera, sensing somebody's energy and passion, how we look in, how we, how we look back, how we use our props, <laughs> leverage that medium. It's a great medium and you could really build and um, further relationships and and, uh, and create some bonds that you may not have had just by on the phone, you know? Anyway. Uh, and F-16, man, sexiest fighter on the planet. I it love is. that. It is. It's a beauty. Oh. It's a beauty. It I miss the heck out of it. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, you said so many unbelievable, wonderful nuggets right there. And it's all about, you know, when it comes down to it, and you, you epitomize it, is leadership and leading by example. And I read a great book. It's called uh, Leaders Eat Last. I can't remember the, the author's name, but I'm I know kidding. you have one of your own, uh, Never Fly Solo. I think I right. see it in the back. Do you have that to put up closer to the screen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, uh, so there it is, Never Fly Solo, uh, uh, New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. Uh, so I also have this book here, The Daily Stoic. I read spiritual stuff during the day. 
these are 365 meditations. Uh, I, I love reading some small snackable content, as my buddy Chip Eichelberger likes to call it. Uh, but, you know, feeding our brain and, and reading is such an important part of that, that mind-body body business component. I was, I was talking to my son yesterday, Brian, and any parent would um, understand this because he's going to be 10 years old. He's playing soccer and he's, he's doing actually pretty well. We hired a little coach with him and uh, he, he, he worked with the coach yesterday and he was working all sorts of muscles and he was in a lot of pain last night. He did, did a, an hour training session. Then he spent 90 minutes playing soccer and he's muscles that have an ache before aching. And I said, so how does that feel like ace? What does it, what does it mean to you? And he said, you know, uh, it means I worked really hard. I'm like, and so that pain is telling you a story. It's, it's, it's showing you that you put in the time and those skill sets that you're learning on the soccer field, the practice, the humbling, uh, the messing up, the, the constant work and refinement so that you work on your hand-eye coordination, your balance, your skills, it's going to fully uh, reveal itself maybe a week or two or maybe a year later. You just never know. And so we have to be willing to put in the work to, to read, to create another context of success that we may not get by listening to ourselves, mm. right? Our own cranium. Sometimes the things that we tell ourselves is the most messed up things. So you need new tools. So we do it through our books. I'll share a little bit more about Never Fly Solo later, but I liken it. And this is important for the folks watching this or listening. When you're on this podcast, watching me speak, listening to Brian, when you're reading that book, when you're attending the seminar, when you're having that conversation with that new relationship that you're nurturing over a virtual cup of coffee or maybe in six months when we're able to get together, they're providing you insights making you perhaps a little uncomfortable, maybe forcing you to get a little sore because you're training yourself to think in a new way. And you're creating new tools in your toolbox to access when you need to solve a problem. Juggle a ball, negotiate with a client, have a conversation with your wife that you may be having an argument with, or watching your weight increase because you're losing the discipline and mindset needed to stay mentally, physically in, in shape and have that horsepower. So seek and you shall find. Read the books, attend the seminars. You made a choice today to listen to this and to watch me speak. Some of you that know me, but look at it as a tool, as an investment. And one day, as long as you keep practicing it, you're going to think back on this conversation, maybe a, something that I'm going to share with you today or that book that you're going to read. I've got the tool. I'm going to solve the problem. And that's part of life, gathering as many tools that we can, and then perhaps sharing those tools with somebody, a business partner, a customer, or somebody that we love and care about as they seek to reach new heights in life. Yeah, you said it perfectly with stacking, you know, stacking your tools. And it's very similar to like reading the same book a second, third, or fourth time and realizing and noticing that I'm learning new stuff that I didn't the first time, the right. second time, the third time, what happened? And I always ask them, I said, so tell me, did the pages literally change on you? Did you pull some of them out? Did you rearrange them? And they're like, yeah. no. I said, well, what changed then? And they finally get it. Say, well, I did because they grew and they were ready for the next level of learning. Uh, and the same thing of what you were just talking about, uh, Waldo, is attend seminars. Do that. 
Oh my gosh. You remember Mr. T you're old enough to remember him, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And remember the gold chains he wore around his neck. Sure. I mean, they would, I don't know if I could stand. That was a lot of weight. He had a bunch. Well, I'd go to so many seminars, you know, they give you those, those attendance lanyards with the badge on the bottom. Well, I kept as many as I could as they would allow. And, uh, I have, more of those than Mr. T has cold chains. I put them on when I go on stage to show people, just show up like you're saying, you know, go to these seminars, feed your brain, read right. books right. Uh, and, and read the right books. You know, read. It's OK to have downtime. We're not saying don't have leisure time and relax. But when you are reading books, make sure they're feeding your brain in a positive way. When you're going to seminars, make sure there's an outcome that you had in mind before you went that was positive and just keep going forward. Um, and I'm just kind of parodying everything he's said already, but um, I just, I so align with this. It's amazing. I love this. You're, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're, you're, you're an amazing guy. Uh, Lloyd Lofton just came on. Waldo is being modest. <laughs> All right. He has helped tons of people through Georgia chapter of National Speakers Association. I've seen a mentor aspiring speakers the last five years I've been involved. That must have been the guy we were talking about earlier, isn't it? That is Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. Lloyd is the one that that paid it forward and asked and recommended that I get on the show. And Lloyd is a guy that's a hard worker, great financial financial top gun, and uh, somebody that uh, builds relationships. So thanks, thanks for that, Lloyd. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, an amazing guy too, and I can see why he's affiliated with you and and vice versa. Uh, the integrity factor, the character factor, is through the roof. So thank you, Lloyd. I appreciate that so very much because without you, I wouldn't have been able to meet this amazing guy and. And the show with you was amazing as well, Lloyd. I just uh, so appreciate all of you. You're you're amazing because look, Waldo's not getting paid to be on this show. This is time out of his life. This is time away from his nine and a half years year old son, from his wife, from his his mom, from everything. And he is doing this for you. He's not doing this for me. He's doing this for you to give you the value to help you succeed. And you know that because he opened the show by saying it's all about serving. It's not about him making more money, although that is important. And I hope he makes a boatload of money so that he can do continue what he's doing now at a scaled version. Money amplifies who you already are. Yeah. What, don't you want an amplified version of this guy? I do. I do. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> I'm sure everyone watching and listening thinks the same way. You know, we're talking about uh, mind body business. And one of the key components is our physical fitness, both inside and out. And I know as a fighter pilot, I mean, people may not realize this, but you have to be in pretty immaculate shape to fly an airplane and go through the G forces and everything you go through and mentally as well, be right on top of it. So I'm curious now that that is behind you and now you're in the business realm and you've been for quite some time, I think you said around 18 years or so uh, in this realm, how has that transferred over the importance of physical fitness into your business and personal life since that time? I mentioned the word before, horsepower. Uh, you know, your ability to grind it out, you know, resilience is, is mind fitness and body fitness. Uh, I still take it very seriously. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in pretty good shape. You know, I, I weigh around 155 is my fighting weight. I'm five, seven. Uh, I try to have a green smoothie every day. I read that. Uh, I figured that out through, through the example of some of my buddies and in Garrett J. White, he's a, he's a warrior coach, really, really good guy, really obnoxious foul mouth, but, but really smart, does some great stuff. And I was listening to his podcast, you know, and then he says, you know, these green smoothies are great. You got to feed your mind and feed your body and, and let your cells ingest great, great uh, content uh, so that you can, you can metabolize 
greatness. And so your energy is a byproduct of what you eat and working out. I, I work out four times a week at least. A lot of times I'll be reading books on, on my, I have a recumbent bike. Uh, so I'll sit back with my little readers because I'm going blind at 52 and I'll read and I'll get a heart rate up and I'll start thinking. I'll, uh, this is why I wrote my book, Never Fly Solo. Most of this book was written on USA Today's and magazines, uh, a piece of paper that I would bring to the gym. So I was killing two birds at one stone. I was maximizing my time. When you elevate your heart rate and sweat a little bit, for me, at least I become creative. I start thinking. And I will multitask as well. I'll read some news. I'll send some text message. I'll, I'll call people. They have to understand that I'm going to be a little out of breath when I'm talking to them. <laughs> but it's about squeezing as much juice out of the day as you can. And so for me, setting the context of the day, I call it setting the vector of your day. What are you doing when you wake up? I, I always say start your day in service. I, I make my wife a cup of coffee. Uh, I feed the dog and cat. I say a prayer. I read a little little passage either through Daily Stoic or through some other books I could show you. Uh, and sometimes I'll read it to my wife and son. Today we read it before we went to school. And I, I wanted to share some philosophies with him. And then I will sweat. I'll get my heart rate up. If actually, I, And then I, I, I try to meditate three or four times a week. I should be doing that more. But I want to get into the gym and sweat and think and come up with my plan for the day. And it catapults me and gives me horsepower out the gate and to sustain that momentum for the day. Because we have to be on our toes, especially as entrepreneurs. So fitness is important. It allowed me to think well in this gen and also to overcome the G-forces mm. uh, and cramped in this jet, you know, flying eight hours at night. You had to have a, had to have a tough hiney, number one. Uh but you also had to be present and you had to be in shape. Uh, and we we'll talk about resilience a little bit later, but I still take that uh, into my life now because you could see my energy now. It's nine o'clock at night. I want to be energized and think more so I can serve more people and give better ideas and emulate excellence in my own life. If I'm sitting here like a toad, uh, bored to death and kind of, you know, not full of energy, you're just not going to really, people aren't going to, Game on, gain much from me. So uh, there's a method to the madness. Uh, put in the time, work on your health and fitness because it'll give you more horsepower to make it through the day and get another round around the track. I, I feel your passion. I feel your energy. It's amazing. Uh, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, sim I, I think we were separated at birth. We must be uh, brothers by another mother. Uh, so much is so, I mean, I, I honestly get sad when it's, I see the clock and I'm like, I should probably go to bed now. I don't want to. I got more to do. I want to keep going. I wish uh, there was no need for sleep, but we need to get sleep. We need to get plenty of it. And it's very important. And yeah, so, oh, we're getting some great comments. Richard Barrier, thanks for coming on. He says the body supports the brain. And I like to say that the mind and body are a team. And more importantly, they are your team. And yeah. and they are both in, in tune with each other. Your, your entire, every cell in your being is listening to your thoughts. So when you're getting up and you're starting out with service, like, uh, Colonel Waldman does, then, you know, that's a great way to start. An attitude of gratitude. He's serving others um, and giving. And then I love it. I love how you said it. Service, then sweat. I was waiting for another S for the, the big three. I thought that was a perfect way to start a day. And another gentleman I had on the on a show some time ago talked about anytime he was about to start a bigger task and, and he knew it was coming the next day, he would be sure to work out right before it. And right. he said that gave him the energy to, to push through. 
And so I literally worked out right before this show uh, because just like you said, Waldo, I want to be here. I want to be present. I want to yeah. be energetic. I didn't need much to get up for this show, to be honest, because of you. Uh, but I do it anyway, because that's, you know, like you say, the commitment factor. So I appreciate you. I, I truly do for being who you are and the example you set for others. And and thank you for your service. I truly thank you for that. I mean, yeah, yeah. 68 combat missions, something to that effect, 65? 65, yeah. That's a lot. And yeah. I can't imagine the stories you have. Uh, my gosh. I, at some point, we we need to sit down and talk because it just enthralls me. I love everything to do with the Air Force. My dad was in it. Uh, he he was unfortunately didn't make it as a pilot. He had a like a flaw in his eye during the physical. Uh, he wanted to be. Uh, who knows? I don't know if I'd be here if he be, if he became one. Um, there's a reason for everything. Who knows? And uh, I just appreciate everything you're saying and and so absolutely. Um, it's just like we're on rails together. It's it's amazing. Shelly says, thank you both for being here to help everyone. I am excited to share you with my daughter. Oh, yes. Leaving a legacy. She will love to hear this advice as she is striving to attend the Air Force Academy next year. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah, well, uh, I graduated in 90. Uh, and, and when I got out of active duty, I stayed in the reserve and I recruited for the Academy. We, we interviewed a lot of young kids. I, I don't like calling it recruiting because we always had so many. For every 100 that applied, only three got in. Right. Wow. So so this is going to be really important for the young lady who talked about that. You know, part of part of what I coach a lot. Of, I, I love coaching younger kids, young adults as well. You know, dealing with failure, dealing with challenge. When you go to the academy, you're 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 with your peers and everybody was valedictorian or best in class or captain of the football team. And suddenly you feel like you're subjugated. You're, you're, you're no longer top of your game. And now you're with other folks who are challenging you. Now you have other folks to your left and right. And by the way, 33% wash out. You don't want it to be, you don't want it to be you, you want it to be him or her, right? <laughs> and so you've got to be willing to be okay with being around other great people. And this is another part of success. When it comes to working out, my buddy Doug Grady took me on a workout a couple of weeks ago. Great guy. He challenged me. Uh, my buddy Mitch Weintraub, who I'm having lunch with tomorrow, I work out with him a bit. I've got my own gym. I go, I Google high intensity fitness. Uh, 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 Chris uh, something, Kozak, Coach Kozak. I watch his videos. I do a lot. I I try to mix it up, but I don't always kick butt when I'm working out. I'm always not top of the top of the line with my fellow speakers. I'm not always best on the softball field. We just made the playoffs, as I was telling you about. <laughs> but I want to be, and you should want to be around other people who are challenging you, humbling you, pushing you to get better and giving you the feedback that you may not want to hear, but need to hear. Mm. If you truly want to be better in life. And anybody who knows me knows that I seek out feedback. Tell me where I'm messing up. Bruise my ego. Bring it. I want to be better. And, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a fighter pilot, but I, some people are intimidated, may, may be intimidated by me. You give me feedback. I want to get better. So you should seek it out and seek out a players uh, who are going to refine your flight plan, make you uncomfortable And that young, your young daughter, when she goes to the Academy, she's got to be willing to be amongst the best uh, and be humbled. And, and you heard me say it before when I talked about Marty, as well as any of my friends, to seek out those who can ask you, you can ask for help uh, and then, then put in the work, you know, read the book and then apply it, read mm -hmm. the, read the diet, then apply it. 
you know, w- watch the fitness guru and then apply it, put it in your life, put in the sweat, put in the time, and then slowly and surely you're going to incrementally increase in your, in your skill set and mindset. And now what I've, I, I've coined a recent phrase called heart set. I came up with this a couple months ago because it's not just about mindset and skill set. It's our passion and our drive. What inspires us, what pushes us to sweat and go through the pain and humble ourselves with people. It's that passion and drive. And as we deal with COVID-19, uh, issues and distractions and headwinds and fears that paralyze us, man, you got to double down and say, what pushes you? What gets you out of bed? You talked about it before. You know, what gets me out of bed? What, what, what excites me? It's that heart and you feel it and you know it when you have, when, when you're doing it. And that's why I love doing these shows, why I love coaching people, because that's where I feel my gift is. Not necessarily speaking, being on a stage and doing my keynotes. It's one-on-one or with a group just sharing, calling BS when I have to with some of the folks, hugging people, but also kicking butts because some of us need to get our butts kicked just as much as we need to be hugged. Some of us need people to tell us to you know, improve our vector and our flight plan because they love us enough to piss us off. You know what I'm saying, Brian? Yes. <laughs> Amen. I'm just... I was dying over here. I was like, this is amazing. I was just telling my team yesterday that you look, I could be here and blow wonderful roses up your skirts all day long and tell you how wonderful you are. And you did such a great job, but how will that help you grow? Will that help you grow? It won't. It will give you more confidence. Maybe that will help. But if I, if I don't give you those slight uh, stretches or pieces of feedback to take you to the next level, those things that might like, as you just said, well, they'll bruise their ego for just that micro second of time, then you're not going to improve. And this is how I was given feedback. I got to the point, just like you, I want more. If I don't get it, I feel like I'm hung. I'm starving. I'm, I'm without nutrients. Give me the feedback, the stuff that says where I can improve, not just what I've done. Great. Tell me where I can improve. That's the only way you can improve is when you give it to them straight. And the, the, the whole bottom line of the ego is throw that aside as far as you can. I mean, we all have it. It's built in. But the less you rely on it, the more successful you can be much right. quicker, in my humble opinion. Yeah. And, and you know, tact is important. And we all want to be appreciated. We want, want to be honored and appreciated sure. for the things that we're doing. And, and I think people, when they know that your, your, your intention is to truly help them and you do it in the right way and you build a relationship and you earn it enough, uh, then that's when that's when movement happens then what that's when action happens and some people just do not like feedback they don't want to hear it unless they ask for it uh, or, or, or seek it out but uh some people as we well know may not want to hear our feedback we have to be tactful in how we do it because one of the things that i talk about in my book never fly solo is that as the pilot of our jet we're flying in this aircraft and, and we could see out front not our on our wings pretty easy but we have a blind spot behind us we can't see What's going on behind us? If we're getting shot at, if we're leaking fuel, if we're on fire, but somebody who's flying next to us, they can look over their shoulder and maybe see if we're leaking fuel or on fire, call out the missile, tell us to take action. And so a good friend, a good wingman, a trusted partner will check your six, your blind spots, call out to you 
the threats that you may see, perhaps in your personal health and fitness, perhaps in your relationships that you don't see, perhaps in uh, how you can improve your business or whatever. And then be courageous enough to tell you to take action, give you some great advice, and then you have to be honorable and and get your ego out of the way and listen to them. And 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 let's face it, they're not always going to be right, right? Somebody may give you feedback, they may not be right. You need to filter that through your own paradigm. What what you what you believe in as well. And sometimes you got to trust and verify if, if one person tells you you suck at something and uh, that may not be right, but if two or three people do, Hey, it's time for me to take some action if I want to improve, <laughs> but um, not every coach, not every friend, not every feedback is correct. But True. you know, if they know you and you built time earning that relationship, building it before you really need it by sharing, connecting, helping, humbling yourself, now you're building up those team of wingmen who are going to go out of your way. I, 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 posted, uh, I posted something on, on Twitter. This is funny. Uh, you know, I, I said, shift your mind. I meant to say, shift your mindset on the Mind Body Business Show with Brian Kelly, with me tomorrow, yada, yada, yada. But I accidentally left out the F in shift. <laughs> and, and my buddy, Rod Sandomassimo, who's a real estate coach, an amazing guy. His book just came out. His book is right over there. Um, he sent me a text, Waldo, uh, actually, no, I was it was it Rod or my buddy, Alex, I think it was, no, it was Alex. I apologize. Uh, my Navy buddy. Uh, I apologize for that. He sent me a text. He's like, Hey, did you see this? I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't get it. I finally read it again. And I'm like, thanks Navy man for having my, having my back. And he, uh, and so I went and changed it. He, he went out of his way. He was watching my tweets. Uh, obviously I'm not going to get defensive because I didn't want to look like a wing nut with a, with a, with a four letter word in my Twitter post, but that's, that's a wingman. That's somebody who has your back and who, who cares about you and is willing to be inconvenient to send me a text and a screenshot. Also, he probably wanted to make fun of me. A good wingman has got to give you. <laughs> it's funny. I have one exactly like that. In fact, he is the, the owner of the, the sponsor of this trip that you see scrolling across the bottom. And that's of the big insider secrets on the upper right of your screen. If you're watching the big insider secrets.com and that's Jason Nast, a really wonderful friend of mine. He's, he would do exactly that for me as well. And, and we would have fun with it too. I mean, I'm telling you, we're living parallel lives in so many ways. It's, it's pretty uncanny and pretty cool. And my goodness, the time is flying. Um, so I can imagine that over time, you know, you went from being a successful combat uh, fighter pilot to a successful entrepreneur, speaking from stage, uh, changing lives, helping corporations, shifting into entrepreneur space and all of that. And I can only imagine along the way there were some bumps in the road, if you will. And if if something were to stick out to you as as uh, prominent, what would you say had been some of the biggest? Let's just do one or one or two of the biggest what you would call sacrifices you've made in that journey to get where you are today. Well, some people don't know uh, my, my, part of my story, which I've been sharing more and more now as we deal with this combat COVID, is three years into my 11-year flying career doing what I love more than anything else, which is flying jets. I almost died in a scuba diving accident, oh. uh, 35 feet under the water, masks separated, uh, inhaled water, freaked out, panic attack, just the worst experience of my life. I thought I was going to die, and anybody who's watching this or listening who's ever had a panic attack. Uh, you know that that's not the most fun mm -hmm. thing you can have. And uh, 
essentially no combat mission could come close to how I felt the fear and panic of that day. So a few days later, I'm back in the cockpit flying a training mission and uh, I had basically the same panic attack. I was flying through the weather, uh, couldn't see the sun, couldn't see the ground. I was socked in the clouds and thought there was something wrong with my oxygen as I became hypoxic and dizzy and freaked out. But I realized there was everything wrong with me and had the same panic attack that I had just a few days prior. Wow. Instead of being 35 feet under the water, now I'm 35,000 feet in the air. Ugh. Claustrophobia. I'm like, I got to get the heck out of this plane. Probably oh. not the best thing for a pilot to have, right, Brian? God. And so that was a significant emotional event. It was PTSD that I had from just a few days prior, but it, it manifests itself in the jet. It was so miserable for the next eight years of my flying career, every mm. single time. I strapped it to this plane. I had to deal with this phobia and fear of having that panic attack, which would often rear its ugly head at the un un unwarranted time, usually at night or flying in the weather. And I would fight it, fight it, fight it. Uh, long story short, I, I broke free, but it never impacted my ability to actually do the job. But it created extreme anxiety and fear in my life that forced me to truly evaluate and double down on why I was getting in that jet and suffering through mm. this experience that I used to love, but now it was like, oh man, how am I going to do this? And so it, it got easier and easier. I fought through it. I read books, got a little private counseling from my friends. I, I didn't share it with anybody else. I couldn't tell my buddies that I had this fear. It was my little dark secret, my skeleton. Perhaps mm -hmm. folks watching or listening to this may understand. But I found the more I got used to the fear and flying through that anxiety and panic, the more I realized I had the control the more courageous I became, the more confident I, I started to live. And that very visible bleeding scar turned into just a little minimal scar uh, that never went away. Yeah, our fears never go away. Our claustrophobias, our doubts, our fears, our anxieties, our panics, our addictions, they don't go away. They're often just a little scar. And Number one, doubling down on, on the purpose. You know, a lot of it was just my ego. I, I did not want to quit. I didn't want to give up on my dream. I didn't want to have to look back at my life and tell my son, hey, your dad had a dream to fly jet, son. But as soon as things got tough, he quit. Mm. Stay in the jet, son. Face your fears. That's where leaders are made. I wanted to emulate that, be the example. That's why I feel I've earned it to be his coach and to coach others because I know what it's like to struggle and be depressed. Wings in my hand, ready to quit, and then popping them back on my damn chest saying, I'm just going to give it one more day. Got easier and easier. But here is the thing that we could kind of go full circle here that truly helped me. Is when I go on those missions, either as an instructor with a student in my jet or next to me, on a five or six hour night combat mission in Iraq, leading another wingman or wingman to battle, as soon as I got fearful... As soon as I got into my head and started focusing on poor old me, I focused on them. 
focused on the student, focused on checking their six, their blind spots, finding where the enemy was, making sure I was supporting them, whatever I was going to do, distracting myself from myself through service, through giving, through getting out of myself and helping others, which made me realize that excellence is a byproduct of service, right? When you're truly helping and, and no longer, it's no longer about you. You don't give a crap about your feelings and your anxieties. It's all about your wingman. And when you're in battle, folks, when your life is on the line and you have that trusted partner who truly has your best interest, there's nothing better. And it feels better to give it than to receive it. That's the key. Mm. And so I became flight leader of the quarter. I got uh, a ward on the a ward on the wall, uh, flight leader of the quarter. I did um, January to March 2000 and, and 2000, right before I got out of the service. Instructor pilot of the year, number one out of 308 pilots in, in San Antonio. They didn't know this guy named Walter Waldman was dealing with this claustrophobia and panic attacks. They didn't know, just like they don't know the crap that you're going through your life, the struggles and addictions and passions and insecurities that you fight every single day. But you get in that cockpit and, and keep pushing up the throttle and serving. And so that's, that's what I want you to really think about. You know, the struggle, the character, those scars of character that are emblazoned on our spirit help us be better. They're humbling. They make us better. But... That's where life happens on in those fearful moments. So as we deal with these issues and as your business starts dropping and as you wonder mm. if you're going to survive COVID, if you're going to get back in the cockpit again and reach new heights in your business or whatever, or that friend of yours who may be struggling, now it's time for you to say, who can I help? I may be suffering right now, but if I distract myself by helping somebody else out authentically and with credibility, don't give them bad advice, you know, I was a flight lead because I earned it. I earned that right. I went through the training, just like you need to earn those wings. Stay in the jet, suffer through it, suffer honorably. Take the road less traveled. Choose to fly every day, even though you may have that panic attack. And you'll be a much, not just a better business leader, not just a better uh, community member in a community that needs leaders, but you'll be a better human being. And that's truly what life is all about. I cannot wait till we're able to see you back on stage again. I could envision you doing that entire thing right there. I'm I'm like goosebumps everywhere. That was phenomenal. Uh, and I I we were separated from birth at birth because I went through panic attacks as well. It's crazy when you started saying that. Like, what are you kidding me? And they would just crop up at the weirdest points of time in the weirdest locations. And the same thing. It was all in the head. And it took it took years for me. Yeah. Uh, to, to finally quell it and get it out of my system. And now it's gone. I, but I'd be standing in line at a bank, you know, back in the day when we actually went to banks, this is going back sometime and just, just standing there, nothing happening. Absolutely nothing. All of a sudden it hits. I'm like, what is going on? Why, why now? Why here? What? And I'm like analyzing the environment yeah. and, you know, going through the swirling through what I'm going through. And like you said, it was about concentrating outside of what was happening at that moment. And I got to the point where I could control it. And now it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen anymore. And I love how you say scars and all that. And I love the great thing about a scar is that shows that you've healed. Yeah. Right. You've overcome. You've got injured, but now it's healed and you can move forward. 
And so there's so many wonderful understories to everything you just said. That I was just going, this is this is juice. I love this. <laughs> life. I think the more we get older, the more we realize that, uh, you know, our, our, our failures, you know, call it the hero's journey or whatever. And I've just been really, you know, I've just been really getting into this story a lot more because I find that it's driving me more. You know, when I really think about that, I went on a hike in uh, in uh, uh, Oregon mountains, Eastern Oregon, around two years ago with uh, some military folks and some civilians. It was a, called the Crucible. My my buddy Jan, uh, he's a, 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 a Green Beret, and I had a panic attack for the first time in years going up that damn mountain. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? We're just going up this little mountain. I was too in my head. I was too egotistical. I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of the folks. And so I put this undue pressure on myself. You see, when you're going away from safety, you're going away from the base, higher and higher and higher away from safety. That's what it was psychologically for me. When it first happened, I was going lower, 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 away from safety, away from security, away from home. And so panic is really, I think I learned it. It's about control. It's about comfort. It's about being okay. Or panic happens when you're not okay with where you're at. (laughs) And when we mature and are okay where we're at, where we're separated from our ego, where we don't have to win, we don't have to get the standing ovation. We don't have to close the deal. We don't have to be freaking liked. I'm just going to be me. And I'm okay with that. And so when you disconnect yourself from the outcome, it forces you to be present. And when you're present, you're no longer really afraid of messing up. You're just worried about sharing your story and helping people out. And not every, not helping everybody, not serving everybody, but maybe that one or two or 10 people or 100 in a crowd of 1,000, whoever, that you're going to truly shift and transform and help. Hopefully your message, whatever it is, or the job that you do as a financial advisor, as a safety professional, as a digital consultant, or as a landscaper is going to impact as many lives as you can. That's, that's truly what we're trying to do here. The last thing I want to say, because I know we got to finish up, is resilience is learned through those tough times is staying in the jet of your life, knowing there's turbulence and fear. And as you're going through that panic attack and you're watching the missiles be shot at you, staying in the jet and staying focused on the job. It's not just about calling a friend or meditating or taking a walk outside where you can bounce back. True resilient people are willing to put themselves through the crucible of life to go through that panic and stay there, just like a marathon runner or a fitness guru, is just staying in the pain. They may not be in better shape than you or I, but they know how to stay in that zone, suffering through the pain and working through it. And that's what leaders do. We stay in that pain and stay on target and stay focused. Resilience is a byproduct of that. So suffer well through this COVID crisis. Suffer well through this pain uh, and insecurities that we're all going through. Uh, Because it's going to build our character, make us stronger, and make us better leaders and human beings. Amen. It's going to build many, many champions. Hey, before we go, though, we got a couple things left to do uh, to iron out here, uh, Colonel Waldman. And that is, uh, I like to ask this one final question of every person I have on this show. And it's it's a telling, wonderful, amazing question. We've actually skirted across it several times tonight, uh, just by happenstance. And we have a couple of gifts to give away. Um, 
And so I wanted to take care of that. So before that final question, um, I wanted to let everybody know how they can win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of our pals at TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. So you have both our permission right now to momentarily take your gaze away from the screen, take out your cell phone, bring up your messaging app, and do the following where you would actually put in the name of the person you're going to text. Instead, type in a phone number, and that is 314-665-1767. And then go down to that area where you would type in the actual message, you know, or the emojis and all that thing, but, but no emojis. Two words separated by a hyphen or a dash. It's peak, P-E-A-K, dash, vacation, peak, vacation, peak dash vacation. So go to 314-665-1767 and go ahead and type that in and then be sure to um, monitor that because you will get follow-up messages and instructions to formally be entered to win. And I hope you win this. So enter that now. And then a little birdie told me that we have something else phenomenal for you and it's compliments of Colonel Waldman himself. So what I would like to do is just turn it over to you real quick, if you don't mind, and have you explain what it is that our wonderful uh, attendees are going to receive. So, so if you guys like what you heard today and want to kind of get a couple more videos on peak performance and courage and accountability and being a better wingman, I've got a program called ACE. It stands for Accountability, Commitment, and Execution. And if you go to uh, there he is. Actually, go to, if you can. Yeah, where am I on the screen? There, there we go. If you go to uh, yourwingman.com forward slash MR, like Mr. Yourwingman.com forward slash MR, you, you can put your name and email address in. I'll send you five videos. You'll get access. It'll be sent to you uh, with a little worksheet afterwards. Uh, and uh, you'll just get a, a little more content and juice to fire yourself up. Share it with your team, share it with your family, your kids and maybe uh, an unsuspected entrepreneur who needs some motivation. So yourwingman.com forward slash MR. And then also, uh, I'm going to give away my audio book for free. It's a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. Um, where is it? Up here. If you go to yourwingman.com, where is it? Uh, is it there on the screen? Yep, yourwingman.com forward slash NFS. NFS, Never Fly Solo. You'll get my free audio book. Uh, uh, to download, share with your friends and family, especially your daughter who's going to the academy. She'd love to read that. I share some academy stories there. And there's my LinkedIn uh, my LinkedIn uh, app if you want to put your phone on that and connect with me on LinkedIn at Walter Waldman. So a couple little goodies to take away. Uh, info at yourwingman.com is how you can find me. And other than that, take action and uh, enjoy. That's, uh, that's all I really got for that. And I know we're going to finish up and let everybody get on their way here. It's 9.33 East Coast time. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Oh my gosh, I'm going to grab that book immediately. All right. So this, this question is, uh, it's a doozy. It's awesome. It's a little bit personal, but it's also uh, phenomenal. And the only reason it's personal is because there's no such thing as a wrong answer. Sure. The only correct answer is your answer. That's it. It's that simple. And so we're going to close the show with an amazing, amazing question for you. Colonel Waldman, are you ready? Yes. He's born ready. Of course he's ready. All right. Waldo Waldman, how do you define success? 
being content with who you are and where you're at. Nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. Just being good at where you are. You know, the, the, the success is a never-ending horizon, right? If you look out at the horizon and uh, coach, uh, strategic coach uh, uh, Dan Sullivan shared this when I, when I went to his uh, coaching session about, about the horizon, the never-ending horizon of success. You're never going to get there. But success is being okay with the journey, okay with the battle, and being okay with being who you are and not having to prove anything to anybody. To me, that's what success is all about. And, uh, and then just constantly being in flow with improving and knowing that the way you can improve may not necessarily uh, bring you more money, but it may be bring you more joy. I mm. think that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at as, as, a, as a guy that's getting older. Uh, nothing to prove being good at where you're at to me that's a success i absolutely love it one of the most interesting things to me i've done over 120 of these shows uh colonel and no two yet have answered it the same exact way that's what makes it personal the other interesting thing is no one had no one's answer has been anything about money money centric like when i get my next 20 million or whatever sure. uh, it's all always been about serving uh, about things like you said about, you know, being okay in your own skin yeah. and, and just, I love this. Uh, and if, if I can get your permission, I'll ask later, I'm compiling a book. How do you define success with all of these wonderful quotes from you and, and previous guests as well to make it a collaborative and put your name out there even more, because I can't wait to help, to help spread the word and let us know when, uh, or let me know when you launch, I want to help. Thank you. With with nothing, I'm not asking for an affiliate link, nothing in return. Let me know, and I'm going to send it out as far and wide as I can. So I appreciate you, my friend. Uh, that is it for tonight's show, and I appreciate everyone for sticking with us live and to the end. And on behalf of Colonel Waldo Waldman, the amazing man, thank you again, my friend, for coming on. I am Brian Kelly, your host of the Mind Body Business Show, and until next week, we will see you again. Be blessed, everyone. Bye-bye for now. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.